welcome to the Who's podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we're going to be looking at Enlightenment. Finally, we're going to be looking at Enlightenment, I should say. The Fifth Doctor story from, uh, oh God, nearly 40 years ago, Paul. Um, but I think before and that's we just go- when we agreed to do it. <laughs> I know, exactly. Now, we agreed to do this some time ago as, as a tribute to Linda Barron, because this is, uh, um, she was sort of well known for, for starring in this story, because at the time when we sort of announced we were doing this, she'd she just passed away. And that was back in, what, March? Yeah. Now, actually, so yeah, it's taken us a long time to get round to it. But um, but before we go any further, I would like to say this is episode four hundred. Uh, so a bit of a pat on the back uh, for us there for, uh, for for getting this far. Um, yeah, four hundred, Paul. Four hundred episodes we put out now of of of, who, of, of varying quality. <laughs> who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought it? And we thought, should we do something special? No. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. I think when, when we did episode, when we did episode three hundred, I think we did a, a commentary for the Peter Cushing Doctor and the Daleks, didn't we? Right. Uh, that was some time ago now, because obviously our, our our sort of episode content has dropped off in in the intervening years. Uh, so we've said this, this long now to get to uh, episode four hundred, but. Um, but, it's been quicker for them to restore that film to 4K than it has been to us to get the forum. <laughs> Never a truer statement, Paul. Never a truer statement. Oh dear. But um, but we're going to actually we're going to begin this episode uh, really by well, there's there's not any real news to discuss um, since we were sort of last on air or last. I think it's, Scott and I were last on air actually. Um, but. Paul, we haven't had your take on on a number of things um, over over the last sort of last couple of months, really. Um, so first off, we haven't heard your thoughts on Legend of the Sea Devils. That was back in Easter um, this year. So um, can can you remember what happened in Legend of the Sea Devils? <laughs> Vaguely. <laughs> That's not the oh, rest of us, mate. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I, it was all right. I think I, I didn't dislike it. Mm. Um, not necessarily going to go down as a a classic episode, as far as I'm concerned. No, not by a long shot. I mean, I haven't watched it since, to be honest. I mean, whether my my opinion would change on it or not, I I, I won't know till I watch it. But I've got no inclination to watch it right now, if I'm honest with you. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, probably if I actually remembered that I hadn't actually said anything on the podcast about it, I might have watched it again before doing this, but. I was suddenly like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, I just want to get your your sort of like a, a the reason I sprang it on you, Paul, just to see if it has actually stayed in the mind. Um, and obviously, it hasn't. <laughs> no, I think I think it did. I mean, there was, yeah, it, it, it was just the it was it was an all right episode. I wouldn't, I didn't feel that it's not actually an episode. That I, thought, I, I won't, I won't watch that again. I would have watched it again if I'd have. Uh, um, thought about it, but it's yeah. There, there wasn't. I haven't been sitting there crossing off the days till I could watch it again. So. <laughs> no, me neither. Actually, I, I, it's the same approach. I've not. I have not been crossing off the days on the calendar to. to I think I, finally I could watch this again. Um, do, do you know what? It's, it's out now on on Blu-ray as as a, as, a, as a double bill with um, Eve of the Daleks, mm. um, which. I thought was coming because it's just a bit weird. There was no immediate DVD or Blu-ray release um, after either the Daleks aired, so I thought, well, they're bound to put this together as a as a bit of a package, or maybe even waiting until the centenary special um, at the end yeah. of this year. You, you, you <coughs> sort of thought that either you either do them individually or you do all three. Yeah, it seems a bit odd to do one that's just two, and then you've still got one to come, which. We don't know. I've heard rumours it's about an hour and a half long. This right. this one. So again, it's just rumours. There's been no <clears throat> no confirmation um, on that front at all. But um, yeah, but I mean, it, it's. I mean, there would have been a time where I would have rushed out, and bought the Blu-ray as soon as it came out. But I'm I'm not bothered really. I, I can no. wait. To be honest with you, I really can. Mainly because um, the suspicion is that they will eventually release all three together. Well, there is that, aren't there? I mean, it's on my Amazon wish list, you know. I mean, you know, kids have been asking, you know, what do you want for Father's Day? And I said, well, have a look at my wish list if you're going to, you know, if you want to. I mean, I don't expect to spend any money on me anyway. It seems a bit stupid, really. But, um, 
it, yeah, it, it's there. But I, I would have rushed out and bought that many sort of few years ago. But my interest has just sort of it's waned a little bit. It really has. But oh well, never mind, never mind. Um, so you, you liked it. You you liked it. That was the thing. Uh, yeah, it, I, I, I yeah. didn't dislike it. Let's let's, let's not go too strong here. <laughs> You're sitting on that fence again, Paul. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I think. I think. Do you know what? I think that that is. Um, I, I. I don't. I'd say it's damning with faint praise. That really, you didn't dislike it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we'll. Um, well, that that's. I think that's a, a quick, uh, a very quick take. I think on Legend I mean, of the I, Sea. I, there was. I it. think. I think probably the disappointment in my mind was just basically you wanted the. Sea Devils to be in a great story, having waited this long for them to come back. Yes, indeed, indeed. And I think, if I'm not going by no stretch, was it a great story? So, no. so there's a there's a disappointment in that, um, which probably takes down a lot of the enjoyment in the story. Mm. Yeah, you you just feel it was it seemed to be. Um... Edited extremely badly as well. I know they were filming these things under lockdown and all that, but um, it it just seemed really choppy and shoddy and all over the place, really, and, and badly choreographed fights. You know, you know the sword fight. Um, yeah. At, at the end, I subsequently learned that there was no preparation for that at all. There was no rehearsal. They literally sort of just pitched up and said, "Okay, what are we going to do?" and just and just did a few moves and thought, "Okay, that'll do." Which which I find incredible, yeah. Really, if you're doing a sword fight, you've got. To, I mean, you, you you look at any production where they're doing any kind of fight like that. There's always a, a certain amount of choreography goes into it, and and to, and to now find out there was none until the day. Mm. Um, yeah, that's why it looks so shoddy, really. And, and also because of it being basically a pirate story. Hmm. In which case, yeah, you'd think. One of the centerpieces of a of a pirate story usually is the on ship sword fight, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And swinging from the rafters and and things like that. I and mean, obviously, you know, yeah. so so much they could get away with um, on their budget. Um, but but it's, it, it, you're, yeah, you, what what is the budget of having someone a fight choreographer? So try to say it again, but I won't um, come in and actually yeah, give them put them through their paces. For half a day, doing a in rehearsal. Yeah, but I think that I think that's that's the that's the difference now between new and old Doctor Who. It, it's the the production methods are obviously different now because they used to do the the, the rehearsals in the Acton Hilton, which they don't do anymore now. They just do read throughs. Yeah, that's all they do. They sit around and read through it, and then next thing you know, you're on set. You know, it's it's I think it's a, a peculiar way of putting together a production, but. But I suspect they have more time on set than perhaps they did in the days of old. Maybe, maybe. But is is the set the right environment to be learning choreography for a um, for a sword fight, which is the centerpiece of the end yeah, of the episode? No, you know. No, yeah, but it's just a question of yeah. It, but that's a question of time and how much. I mean, I suppose that may have something to do with. Um, being in lockdown and whatever, because maybe, obviously maybe. You, you want the least amount of people around as possible, and you want to spend the least amount of time together. Mm, yeah, so that may well be the case of that. Oh, it might be. It might be. But uh, hey, I, I've already given my opinion on, on on this story, so this is more to be for yours. Uh, um, but okay, okay. But, uh, but obviously, since then, Paul, there's other things you've missed out on um, as well, miscommenting on, I should say. Um, and that is the return of David Tennant and, and Catherine Tate, and also the casting of Yasmin Finney um, as another Rose. Um, yeah. Because obviously, they're filming now, they had to announce David Tennant and Catherine Tate were coming back because they'll be filming in, in Camden. Um, yeah. We've also seen the return of Bernard Cribbins. Has always been yes. spotted on set, and also Rachel Talalay is directing um, that this as well. So, um, and we've just had another honours list that hasn't had Bernard Cribbins. Bernard Cribbins on it. Going on. Exactly, exactly. I really don't understand why he's, why he hasn't been on it donkeys years ago. To be honest, I mean, you know, I'm beginning to think: is it actually that he doesn't want it, and he's, he's let that be known? Well, maybe. Yeah, be. 
such a a glaring omission. Yeah, exactly. When you when you look at the people who get knighthoods or MBEs, if it means anything to anybody anymore, you know. But um, yeah. but you know, you look at the names. Really, for doing what? Services yeah. to theatre. I mean, what does that even mean? <laughs> really? Yeah. Services to theatre. You know, you can only say it for charity or something, but. You know, services to theatre doesn't really seem something you get should get recognition for. That sounds just like you're doing your job, really. Yeah. Then, yeah. But anyway, um, so what are your thoughts about David Tennant and Catherine Catherine Tate coming back? Because I'm a little bit, uh, um, especially after we've had a new Doctor announced and all the focus now shifting from him to David Tennant and Catherine Tate. It just seems a bit really. Is that where we're going with this now? It just seems a bit. No, are we really having? I mean, are we really this this crisis doctor or crisis regeneration? Where he goes back into an old favourite, and and what from what I've learnt now, spoilers, everybody, um, this is actually picking up after end of time, right? As well, so again, it's just it is all rumour. That's what rumours, but it's all going round, you know, as as you know, this this is what is going to happen. Uh, oh, really? I mean, like I like, like, like I've always said, um, I just felt it was a big ask for someone to come in and their first story of as the doctor is going to be all around the 60th mm. so this takes i mean the, I, I know they've announced nasim which is which is great and i think i'm glad they did that before the david tennant stuff came out because it would have been very much, he yeah. would have been left as very much after the Lord's Mayor show, so to speak, mm. in terms of the excitement for for his casting. Yeah. So I can understand why I've done that, but I can understand why, yeah, you might want to not throw him straight into the, what could be, a, I don't know, specials or a series of specials around the 60th. Yeah, whatever, yeah, whatever we're getting, we don't, we, we, I think we're all. Going on the basis, it's going to be a series, isn't it, for, for yeah. the sixtieth, rather than a uh, than, than a standalone again. But yeah, I, I, I mean, I hope he's going to be involved in it in some form because um, I understand the Yasmin Finney's on set now filming for this sixtieth. I don't know how her her Rose character ties in with everything else. Um, no, I, that's that's one of the things I just thought. Oh, Rose, here we go again. What what is this RTD's fascination with that character? It's been done, you know. Yeah. So why have we got yet another rose? So yeah, I, that's that's the bit of oh god, no, no, please, we, we've we've done that, we've had that. Let's just move on, you know. But um, let's although, say he could he could surprise although, us, you know. Yeah, he could do. I mean, or you could just basically be a classic bit of misdirection from him. Oh, it could be. Yeah, in the fact that actually there's no connection. And it's it's all going to be played out as a coincidence. Yeah, on I screen. Yeah, and I think also a lot of people are jumping the gun that maybe that Yasmin Finney is also going to be Shooty Gatwa's companion, which the, at the moment might not be the case because it seems to be more tied to David Tennant and Catherine Tate. Yeah, and I think some people are saying that the, the this Rose character is Donna's daughter. Somehow, I don't know. The, the, again, people just putting two and two together, probably coming up with five. Who knows? Yeah, you know, we, you know, we're not gonna, we're not really gonna know until we watch it. No, but it, like I say, it just wouldn't surprise me. It'd be a, a typical bit of misdirection. Yeah, for from him to to basically have just thrown <clears throat> it in there as a almost as a joke sort of reference. Maybe you know that her name you could have named her anything, but actually, if I call her Rose, then it's gonna have um, fandom melting down for, for, <laughs> you, for the years since they see yeah. it. <laughs> oh, and I think you'd love that more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Else, so, well, there's there's now also rumours going around that I mean, this is almost turning to the news now, really. But um, there's, there's rumours that possibly Matt Smith might come back because they're saying that there are more surprises to come for, yeah. for this. So we could get Matt Smith. We might get Peter Capaldi. I I mean, who knows. Who knows what's going to happen there? Well, it's even been fact of going back to um, the Ninth Doctor and the fact that he'd ruled it out, <clears> saying <throat> that he'd, he'd only do it if it was if it was all about just centered on him. Yeah, his well, Doctor the, works alone. I think was his words, wasn't it, or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Well, if these specials actually focused on a different Doctor each time, rather than it being a multi-Doctor story, mm. you have you have a special with the tenth, a special with the ninth, and a special with the eleventh. That he wouldn't have actually. That would actually tie in with what he said. Yeah. Yeah, it would have done. Well, I mean, I mean, we can only hope. We can. I mean, I mean we can only hope that, that Eccleston and, and Davis and to a certain extent, Phil Collins and Jane, was it Jane Trent? What's her name? Not Jane Trent. It is Jane Trent, isn't it? Yeah. Um, they've buried the hatchet because yeah. it was really, it was them he fell out with, wasn't it? It was, it was the production team he fell out with. So let, let's, I mean, let's, I mean, for him to come back, a lot of water would have to have passed under the bridge. It has been a long time now. Um, and as you said, what he said, it wasn't a no, was it? It wasn't a no, so let's uh, let, let's let's see what goes on there. But uh, but you're but you're open to the idea of of Tennant and Tate and I, yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind if it's just a, a one-off. Mm. I wouldn't have been happy. I don't think if he'd been coming back to do a couple of series because I think you'd need to move on. But in just I say one-off for a special occasion, then. That's fine, and actually, if you did it as a as a different Doctor, different story, that'd be fine. Not actually that dissimilar to what um, Big Finish did in the build up to the fiftieth. Ah, yes, and well, yeah, yeah. The oh, what was it? I can't. What the series is called now. I know, I know, yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, Julie Gardner rather than Jane Tranter. Julie Gardner, the... thank you. For... No, Jane Tranter is involved in the production team, isn't with she? With Julie Gardner now. With Julie yeah. Gardner. With Julie Gardner's one we're thinking of. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. I thought thank I, you. I, yeah. I knew uh, something was telling me no. Don't, don't. And I thought, oh, I better, better just correct, correct it before everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> He says, oh. he says almost hopefully everybody else does. But, oh, um. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, well, I was—I don't know why I was getting the two confused. I think it's because they set up Bad Wolf Productions yeah, together. Yeah. I think that—that's so, it. Yeah. I was, yeah, but uh, In the brain, yeah. Well, let's, let's um, yeah. So let's hope you know, it, it, you know, we are getting a few more surprises. But I just say, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know, as much as I enjoyed watching that era of Doctor Who back in the day, um, I, I just thought. Real, you know, we're, we're we're back to you know casting, you know David Tennant and, and, and Catherine Tate. It, it, again, it just feels like you know, do we want to go through that through that ground on that ground again? We've we've been there, we've done it, and yeah. So I, I'm I'm not yeah, entirely no, yeah. I'm not like, entirely like enthused. I'm not enthused about it. Put it that way. I say for a one off, it's a one off episode, or even you know a couple of episodes, then fine, and then that allows them to completely re kick off again. After the after the sixtieth, mm. but with a proper series format. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, people are saying, is this being filmed now to so he can get a Christmas special out? Maybe, which wouldn't be a bad thing because to not have a, a you know a, a, a Christmas or New Year special, it's too long a gap because otherwise it would be it would be now or so that now sort of we're sure it's going to be October this year when when this. 60th anniversary, sorry, the centenary special goes out, then it'll be nearly yeah. a year before we get to see the 60th. So people yeah. are saying that he, this, he's still got time to put together a Christmas special filming now. Yeah. Again, it's all mm. conjecture. It's all conjecture. Yeah, no, I can't, I, I can't see it. I think we're... We're, we're in for a bit unless... of a drought. You reckon we're in for a bit of a drought after, after the centenary special? Unless... They basically say it's the 60th year, and we start off with a special on New Year's Day. Well, that's what they practically did for the 50th. There, there was content run all throughout the year, wasn't there? Yeah. So I know 50 is a do... bit more special than 60, but they've done it before. Yeah. They could do it again, couldn't they? But you could do that, and then that would then give them next year, the following New Year, to be the start, perhaps, of the new series. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I mean it's possible we we could have BFI events again. Yeah, or they might do something in another part of the country because we've got that new that was it the the worlds of Doctor Who where it's called up opened up in in Liverpool, which bowl accounts is meant to be really really good. Um, I might. Oh, so which which bowl accounts is in the north? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, you got me on that one. 
Um, yeah, it's um, no, I've, I've heard it's really good. And it, it makes a change. There's something that I'm like, okay, the last sort of big Doctor exhibition was in Cardiff, um, yeah. but usually these things are London centric. So you know, it, yeah, and what's wrong with that? <laughs> Well, it makes a change for us to do a bit of travelling to, to go and see an exhibition, yeah. doesn't it? You know, it's uh, yeah, yeah. I think I think it's quite a good thing. So yeah, we we could be in for another year of another year of Doctor Who next year. We don't mm. know. I, 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 <laughs> maybe not because it's not. I say the fiftieth is a bigger deal than than a a sixtieth. Yeah. Uh, but you, you don't know. You really don't know. It's not. Um, it wouldn't hurt if the BFI did a a monthly thing again. Well, we're all going. Over the what? Well, say mad in this country about a seventieth celebration. So. Well, yeah, because as as this episode goes out, we the, the, the uh, a four day weekend of celebrating um, of those who are celebrating. I haven't personally um, of of uh, Queen Elizabeth being on the throne for seventy years. Something to celebrate for some people. Yes, um, but um, I, no- I, I noticed your. Your comment about saying of making sure you had enough beer in for this weekend. Yeah, I, pres- I presume that was so you could stand up on the hour and a half hour and say to the Queen <laughs> <laughs> and raise your glass. Uh, strange it may seem, Paul. No. <laughs> hmm. Oh well, never mind. Never mind. Yeah. So yeah. So we just have four days of uh, of celebration. If you if you read the papers, that is. We every everyone the nation is united. Um, in this, so um, but I think ne- next year, Doctor Who fans will be united in celebrating yes. the 60th. But uh, there we are. Well, I, I don't quite know how to round off this this actual section, Paul, because it wasn't really the news. Nice. Um, but I'm going I'm to play it with our, with our usual jingle anyway, because it, it did kind of turn into well, it's more like the olds, really. Was it wasn't the news? <laughs> it was the olds we went through. But uh, anyway, so that's that for for another week. So coming up next. Paul and I, after a very long wait, Paul and I are going to discuss enlightenment. So for another week then, that was the news. Okay, finally, we're going to talk about Enlightenment, the story uh, written by Barbara Clegg. And um, she also wrote the novelisation, which we're also going to be touching on um, in this as well, because obviously this is one of our usual target-to-screen comparisons. Uh, But before that, let's have a little listen to a clip. Did you manage to find out anything about the race? Well, the crew don't know anything. Can't we go back to the TARDIS? Yes, when we found Tegan. What was that? One of the crew going aloft. It sometimes affects them that way, especially when it's the first time. First time? I mean, you send completely inexperienced crewmen aloft in a race. They soon get used to it. Now, wait a minute. Wetsuits? What are wetsuits doing in an Edwardian sailing ship? This way. Right, okay then. So, Paul, um... This story is actually the conclusion to the Black Guardian trilogy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so we, we've skipped the other two stories and gone straight to the end. Um, <laughs> so not not that there's any... Um, we're not dissing the previous two stories at all. Um, yeah, so the so reason we did this, because, as, as we said at the beginning, this we're doing this as a little tribute to Linda Barron, who sadly passed away um, earlier this year. And, and I think at the time... When I first watched this back in, oh, when would that have been? 1983, wasn't it? Um, I think it was a shock to see her as the bad guy. Because I only really knew her from Open All Hours. Yes. Playing a comedic role. So to see her doing this, it was a bit, really? And it's not the only bit of, I would say, stunt casting um, in this this one. this, This was sort of almost the start of the, of that, wasn't it? Yes. Well, we'd had Beryl Reed before this, haven't we? Yeah. Really. Um, but at, in, but at, in... least, at least you could then turn around and say, that is a bona fide actor. Yes. Indeed. Whereas Indeed. what ha- starts happening, well, I mean, it's not quite the same. No, not quite the same. As, as No, exactly. Exactly. Um, 
but we've also got another so I know we're sort of skipping around it's all over the place and when we're looking at, about the guest actors Keith Barron um, in this as well again I think from that time probably best known for Duty Free but even though he had played he's been starring in loads of films he'd been in some low budget yeah. British horror films he, also, he was also in um, The Professionals wasn't it was it the first episode yes. of The Professionals wasn't yes. he Poisoning Reservoirs and everything he was mm. a bad guy in that so um, so again it wasn't unknown for him to play right a straight role it really wasn't yeah. but the one person who does stand out in this and I think we'll probably discuss him a bit more uh, a bit later on is uh, Lee John um, from yes. uh, Imagination as Mansell um, yes. who brings a very unique style of acting <laughs> to, to this so I but, must admit when I well if, if we must talk about him now, I was doing now let's get this, this let's get this out of the way now come on then I actually, when I watched this again, I was actually surprised how little he was in it from my memory. <laughs> well, I, I think for good reason, actually. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. Oh, I know, but it was it was it was obviously <laughs> a performance that stood out in my memory. So it made me actually think he was in it a lot more than he was. But no, no, no. Um, I think the the. <laughs> The, the, what amazed me, I don't know, which version did you watch? Did you watch the version that's on BritBox? So yes. you, you watched the transmitted version. I have actually got this on DVD. I oh, you have? Know. Oh, right, yes. okay. Well, I watched the I watched <laughs> the version with the enhanced special effects. Yeah. And that is a... It's a truncated version because it's, it's just like goes on for around a quarter. There's no, it's no individual episodes. It's just like a, an extended... I say extended, but it's cut down at the same time, if you see what I mean. So there's quite a yeah. few scenes missing. Um, and one of the, the scenes that is missing, or, or been removed, I should say, rather than missing, is the, is the party on board the Buccaneer, where Lee John's character Mansell is talking to Turlow, behind, trying to be all threatening behind him. Yes. And it was probably the most homoerotic story, uh, sort of scenes ever committed to... To, to television, especially in Doctor Who, but that bit's cut, and it's also not in the book either. Funnily enough, no. So that that bit's missing, and um, I think really it's it's almost like a literal dumping of of the, the the TV script to the book. There's not a lot of difference between with the occasional thing miss cut out, and a lot of it is to do with Mansell. If I'm honest, well, there, there's actually isn't there. Reasons for the fact that episodes actually, when they actually came to film it, underran, so they actually shot stuff on the hoof, so to speak, to pad it out to, to the pad it out. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Minutes or whatever. Yeah, I, what, which is why, which I think is why there's differences between this and the book um, there, because there's actually other stuff with, like in the book. I was read, when I read the book, then I watched the episodes, and the whole thing with Jackson stealing the key. To the rum cupboard. Mm, yeah. Wasn't I? Thought, I don't remember that in the book. No, no. Did I? Did I? Did I just glance through? Did I? You know, am I just been skipping through the book and not really taking and, and it also, in? And, and also, which, with... which, which I also think was apparently written as a, um, a, a, a little extension. Yeah, to, yeah. to extend that episode. Well, it's also in the opening episode because I, I correct me if I'm wrong, Paul. I the bit I totally forgot about the bit in the TARDIS at the beginning with with the the lights down and playing chess and all that. And I just it's been a long time since I've watched this story anyway. So I just, okay, I've forgotten about that bit. And then the Black Guardian pops up. Yeah, in the TV. In the TV version, it doesn't in the book. It doesn't. I was going to say, did I get that right? Well, did I did I skip something in the book at that point? But um, hmm. again, that must have been done to pad it out somewhat. Yeah, if that's if that's what. Or, you're or it's, just, it's just it's just we've got Valentine Dahl on set. Come on, get in get, there. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, I think before we, I mean, I could we talk about all the actors. We might as well stay on this track now. As we'll, we'll talk about all the actors, Valentine Dial. Um, now I don't think he, I think I don't think he died not long after. Um, the, I think he died like a couple of year or two after um, this story was transmitted. But I've been finding out a lot about Valentine Dial um, over recent months because I, I listened to a, um, a another podcast called Goon Pod. Um, it's right. about about the Goon Show, and Valentine Dial guested on the Goons on quite a few episodes. Um, but believe it or not, and he had a very he's very very good at comedy. 
And there was one point that Spike Milligan was playing a bit hardball with the BBC about signing another contract to do another series. And one of his conditions was he wanted a, f- um, a fourth member of the Goons, or a fourth member of the cast, I should say, and he wanted it to be Valentine Dial. Right. And the BBC said, no, no, absolutely not. Because back, I mean, back then he was known as the man in black, wasn't he, Valentine Dial? He was the, um, his, his own sort of um, radio show. And his voice is fantastic. Anyway, but the fact that that's who think he would then become a member of of, of, of the goons. Um, you think, oh, really? But then if you listen to any of the episodes that he's been on, you can, you can understand why. Because he takes it all in his stride. He really does. And he's brilliant at it. He, he's, he's really good at the comedy. And he just seems to get that sense of humour as well. So... Um, and then you then you see him back as the bad guy again. I think he was always cast as a as a bad guy, but because of his man in black persona and his voice yeah. as well, he's, that voice is just it's just pure. It drips evil, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. Uh, so it was. Um, that, that, so 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 what you're telling me is he's working with Lee John wasn't the highlight of his career. No, it was. <laughs> We haven't really got. We haven't, actually, I want to go back to Lee John because some of his line readings were. Um, Unique, to say the least. Did you? I mean, I watched the extras on the DVD, and apparently, he went to stage school. Right. And apparently, it wasn't the only thing he's acted in. Apparently, he did work on stage. Um, but obviously, there's no record. There's no record of that. Is, there? is that where he learned how to harness up four horses? <laughs> <laughs> but just watching it again, it just sort of. Um, and I, I must admit, I, I watched the, the, the like the special edition version of it, so a lot of his stuff was cut. But the stuff he was in, um, his timing was off all the way through. Um, yeah. If, if there's any sort of like, any sort of like, um, if Linda Barrons is something evil, then she'd laugh. He'd be like a, like a, like be like a, a two second beat behind all the time. When he and thought it, and it, now and laugh, when he was going through it, his head. It, it, it was, it was sort of like, laugh. you could even say two, three, and then laugh. And he's, you could, you could yeah. even count himself in. It was, it's just bizarre. And then he's acting when he was at the ship's wheel as well. And he was always sort of like pouting at the screen. It was, it was sort of like, um, <laughs> I don't know, it's always sort of like he was, he was doing a fashion shoot. You mm. know, people do that, that strange sort of pout at the camera. He was doing that as he, uh, but... And I've covered this on, on the video probably, pod. It's probably coming from doing music videos. Really. It is, and it is because I, I did this on a, on a, an old video podcast. I did where I was doing, you know, the stunt casting, and he 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 was my number one stunt cast, Lee John. Um, and it was as if you could, in his mind, he was he could hear an imagination song because he was always doing it to music. As he was, yeah. as he was at the ship's wheel, it was—it's a bizarre performance, um, and I don't just think that now. I thought that then, my, you know, my—I um, would have been twelve in, in March nineteen eighty-three. I was twelve years old, and I thought even then, I thought this is—I th- I thought he's from imagination, and he can't act. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Twelve-year-old me thought that, but um, no, it's that is one of the weirdest casting decisions ever. That one, yeah. That that really is that that beats Beryl Reed, Ken Dodd, you know, in, into a cocked hat. I think really. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Cyril Luckham, I thought was he didn't have a lot to do in this, did he? Really, he just sort of pops at the beginning and the end, but he, he gives it a certain level of uh, gravitas, doesn't he? Yes. As the White Guardian, though that though the headdresses with the the, the dove and the, and the crow um, were a little bit over the top. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah, that's not unusual, though, is it? For no, not for, for that that particular period of Doctor Who, was it? No, 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 exactly, exactly. But um, but anyway, um, now now we sort of gone through the the, the you know the, the kind of gone through the guest cast as actually before actually when we talked about Linda Baron, I thought she was really good in this actually. Yes, um, I, I thought she sold the um the the part rather well without going. Too over the top with it, where it could have been quite easily done. To, yeah, to have I gone, mean there, there you know, is a certain amount of over the top, but I think that's the the whole point of the characters, isn't it? Is the fact that they're basically in it for the pleasure alone. Yeah, and whatever pleasure that may be. Yeah, and I think you you definitely got her character, brought her character to life on that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, I just I just think that the, I mean, Christ, you're on a ship called the Buccaneer. The yeah. first time you see her, I mean, turns looking up at her, up, up, like, up her thigh boots, you get do you see her face, and it is, and yeah. it's really done over the top as well. It, yeah. it, it really is. So that, that, that even the way it was filmed, uh, but she's just on the right side of going over the top. I, I felt, yeah. really, I really did think she was, and then I like the little the little quirks they did for, for the Eternals, like they didn't blink, which I thought was quite. A, a, a good thing just to give that other otherworldliness to them and and again I thought Keith Barron sold it well as, as you know as striker I thought he he was very good uh, but yeah, again just that right side of basically was of determination to win but not um in control sort of thing mm, yeah yeah, I really liked it. I mean, I didn't mind Christopher Brown as Mariner either. That I thought that was an interesting thing to do between him and Tegan. Yes, actually, because it was on the um, on the extras. Barbara Clegg was saying that a, a, a male writer wouldn't have done that with Tegan. No, it would have been sort of like tied up, captured. It's almost like like they did with Perry, basically. That that's what a male writer yeah. would have done. They would have the, like the, the one of the bad guys lusting after Perry and, and tying her up and everything. And but this was handled quite completely differently. It, yeah, Not quite it, completely it, it, differently. Yeah, it's it's, de- it's definitely done from the point of view of the woman with the the man who's giving her unwanted attention. Oh yeah, definitely. Rather than yeah, as you say, as what normally happens in these. Things is just the man basically, the the woman is just the poor heroine who's gets captured, tied up, up and, and poured at yeah. basically. Yeah, for yeah. want of a better description. Yeah. So I no, I, I think it was, and I like the fact they you know they went a different direction with it. Um, yeah. And also, I like the fact that the you know the terms of this uh, this whole racing is because they're bored. Yeah. It's something to, to you know they live in eternity. Um, and you know, I like the like the fact that you know that they just do it just to, and they pick, you know, each ship was different. It's plucked out a different bit of human history. Yeah, and they pluck you know what and, they call ephemerals, yeah. you know, to to and be their sort, crew. You know, it's great. And you sort of learn actually that they're not there just to do the the dirty work for the the Eternals, but actually the Eternals need them more than they need the Eternals. So it's quite. That's oh, quite yeah, a nice what, twist to it. Exactly, because the Ephemerals are completely oblivious to Eternals, aren't they? That's the thing. Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't matter, you know, one way or the other to them. It's just the fact that, you know, they they use these people to just to alleviate their, their boredom and taking part yeah. in a race that they're, they're born. And they're also casual disregard. If a ship gets blown up, well, we'll be all right. We'll just go back to where we came from. But the yeah. Ephemerals, they're dead. And it's just like, well, it doesn't matter. You've got such short lives anyway, was their reasoning. Mm. Which is quite callous at the same time, but I like the fact it's yeah. just done without any feeling at all. There was no um, cackling or anything no. like that. Uh, okay, yeah, there was it, a it rat. Just, part, it was very but... matter of fact, wasn't yes, it? it? Yeah, this, this is what it is. Yeah, there wasn't any pleasure in the fact that they <clears throat> lived and the, the ephemerals didn't. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was really. I thought it was. It was an interesting story. I felt actually. Um, and I must admit, I watched the the special edition with the um, the updated like ship effects and everything. Um, and the enlightenment at the end is is it, the the model for that is done. It's a CGI model now, but it's done uh, differently. Um, and because it's the Guardians, what they did, you know, the little the, the little crystal that Turlo uses, yeah, to communicate to communicate with uh, the Black Guardian. When they on the special edition, when they reach enlightenment at the end, um, that. Instead of getting, you've got that that sort of like it was sort of like um, Superman's Fortress of Solitude in space, isn't it? Really, yeah. at, at the end. Well, in the special edition one, you, at the centre is is a giant crystal that of a version or version of that what, what, of the, what Turlo carries around with him. So it ties in a bit more with with the whole Guardian thing because they're the ones waiting at the end to to give whoever wins the race. Um, and that, and actually, in in terms of with the. The book where actually Turlo is more interested in the actual crystal as as a from a wealth point of view than yeah. he's with actually any knowledge that it might give him. I mean, he's in the book. He's almost thinking about how much he can sell it for. Yeah, the crystal alone, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. It's all, and I think, and that that's what I like about it, that. That was enlightenment. It was the choice. 
Yeah. The choice you made was, was the Enlightenment, which I, again, was, that was interesting. And I think for Doctor of 1983, this is quite a, I wouldn't say, it's, it's probably more, more of an intellectual story than what we were used to at the time. Yeah. I must admit, I mean, I had reasonably vague memories of Enlightenment. The fact, actually, I have, I have got it in DVD and it's still in its wrapper. <laughs> um, which is why I'd forgotten I'd got it. Yeah. Um, it. I wasn't actually thinking it was that good a story and really enjoyed it. Do you know what? I, th- I think that's because at the time I, th- I thought, oh, it, it wasn't monsters and, you know, it wasn't Daleks or Silurians or whatever, yeah. you know, wherever it might have been. And as I say, it's quite a, 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 more, a, more of an intellectual story for Doctor Who. Yeah. And I think it was more, that was quite a, a, a it was a real left field choice. Yeah. For, for Doctor Who of of, it, of of that time, to do something like that, there was no you know rubber monsters. There was no things blowing up or anything. It, it was it was quite a sort of you know, the Doctor had to use his mind, yes, to get out rather than making things or shooting things and and you know there was no no one no one. I'm okay. Rack kind of got her comeuppance at the end, but even then it didn't really mean anything. She was just sent back to where she came from. Yeah, although. That doesn't. That's that's the one bit of the story now that I'm going to say slightly deviates from what they've said. In the fact that actually, the minute she was thrown out of the minute she and Mansell were thrown out of the ship, mm. they should have just disappeared. But the fact that you see these two bodies, yeah, the others, yeah, knew that someone had been thrown out. The two people had been thrown out of the ship just to give the. Um, twist. Yeah, doesn't actually quite fit with what they've been saying in the story so far. No, exactly. Exactly. It just served the purpose of the plot, didn't it? Really, no. that was just. A... And to be honest, that, that's that's for someone who does tend to turn around and say, "Oh, I didn't like, but that didn't work because of this, and that didn't work because mm. of that." That was probably about the only thing really that I that kind of didn't really. Yeah, yeah. Um, with me, but I think you know. I think I think the whole idea. I mean, even the the, the images of the, the 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 old ships in space is quite surreal and and different, really. You think about it, look, you think, oh, Christ, that's stupid. But then you think about it in in its context of of who's causing this to happen. It works. Yeah, yeah. it really does and, work. And the fact and the fact that yeah, that, that that it was all different ships from different times. Yeah, was really. A good idea because it could easily have just been they was all ships from the same sort of time period. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, and it was it was a race race like, like that. that. But no, it was done. It, I thought it was brilliant. I thought I, I, re- I really enjoyed it. I really did. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah, no, reading I it. I well. enjoyed watching it again. Um, and I think I think the sets look great as well um, for, for, for for both of the both of the ships. Um, Apparently they weren't built, were they? That was actually just what they had. No, no they hide them in. They're props. They hide yeah. in. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and again, it it, it show. I, I don't know whether if they if they tried to build something themselves, whether it, it would have looked as effective. No, but yeah, I, I don't think it would have done. Actually, there's enough, I suppose, pirate F, pirate related stories in different films and whatever for actually. There were to be some prop company that actually keeps um, stuff of of that of that ilk, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I, th- I thought it looked fantastic, and also the bit when they were up on deck um, in space. I thought that the whole thing they had, they had one light sh- sh- on 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 the set, and that was your main. That was the sun, and that was it. Yeah. It wasn't brightly lit or anything. It, it no, it, and again to to do that. Swap from you had the video camera and swap to film when they went out, and that's a very old Doctor Who thing that I just look back with with, with extreme fondness actually, because um, all all BBC shows of 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 that time were all done like that. Yeah, all all everything like that was it yeah. was done at a different studio as well, wasn't it? I think that's another reason why it was done on on film. But it just it it just looked really effective. I thought there was a little bit of thought had gone into it rather than doing the usual BBC thing, just overlighting everything. Um, yeah. was have a single light source shine on the actors and it was bright as anything which it would be in space there was nothing else to, to, to def- not deflect the light but actually you know absorb light yeah. um, was was brilliant 
and again I just sort of it was it just sort of sets it apart from other Doctor Who series of its time and I think a lot of it has to go to with, with Fiona Cumming the director of this as well and I, 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 I like I like one hell of a lot about this story I really do yeah I mean that my, my thoughts on that entirely I mean some of the reasons why this was slightly delayed were along with other things basically because I don't think either of us really got round to starting to read it in quickly enough. No, I think that was it, really, wasn't it? Yeah. And that was probably because we was like, oh, yeah, okay, we've, we've, we've agreed to do it for a particular reason, which wasn't, you know, sometimes, like, we will pick a story because, actually, I really remember that and I really like that story and mm. can we do that? This one didn't fall into that category for either of us beforehand, did it? No. I don't think. No, it didn't. So, this is definitely a case of... A revi- revisiting a story and actually, oh, being surprised by it and how good it was. good it was, yeah. And I think it was a nice little wrap up to the the Black Guardian trilogy as well. Yeah, actually, it was it was all down to it was all down to Turlo. The Doctor had no input into this at all. He, it was sort of like, you know, it's Turlo's decision of what happens next. Yeah, which again I liked. Actually, I, I really did, I really did like that. You know, and it gave his character. Uh, a, a bit of, um, I say not, not not closure, but it it, it sort of it, it it gave him a sort of bit a bit a bit more of you know a bit more meat on the bone for that character. You certainly I mean, yeah. rather than just sort of despair as a plot device to kill the Doctor, um, his character grew at the end, which I yeah. liked. And you know, and actually, and also the fact that you've sort of got <clears throat> the matter of trust between with the whether the Doctor trusts him and. Tegan not trusting him mm. and that and it's sort of almost like the Doctor winning through in that way that actually do you know what? he's trusting yeah. to, he's trusting do you know what? I, was, I was going to say I think this is probably my, my last sort of comment on, on this story really is that the the companions were given a lot to do in this one yeah. well, maybe not a lot to do but given something to do each each one had their own little plot strand going on yeah you know, rather than sort of, um, you, you had with the doctor had, drifting between the two. Exactly, yeah. And I really, I really liked that. I really did, and it, I think it, it showed in. I mean, Tegan in this one wasn't the usual shouty argue with the doctor. Tegan no, in this but, story, but, but they gave, but but she had the opportunity, as we said earlier, she had the opportunity to give that independent character. A chance, anyway. Yeah. Without actually having to just be negative. To... Precisely. Yeah. And yet, then you had Turlo doing easy thing as well to try and for his character to get some kind of redemption and and yeah um, and, and sort of closure to, to that aspect of his character and then and then grow from there. Um, yeah. I, I. There's a. I, for me, there's a lot to like in this story. I, I really yes. enjoy it. Really enjoy it. So I was going to say, yeah, if you ever no. watched this for a while, listeners, then. I thought you recommend you go back and rewatch it. Yeah, I do as well. I mean, yeah, it did come almost as a shock. <laughs> no, not, not a shock that it was, but just actually, yeah, just how much I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's never been one. You know, if you'd said to me, I mean, it might if I ever did a list of what my five favourite Doctor Who stories were, mm. this might actually now be a contender in there. Yeah. Which it never would have been. Which I'd never have even given it any fault. No, before. no, me neither. Me neither. But uh, nah, good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad we we finally got round to it. Point. We both enjoyed it because it took us a long time yeah. to get it. And I think if we got to this yeah. point, for oh, I really hated that. Or it, it, it was actually worth waiting for. Yeah, exactly. It was for, for our once, point of view, it was, anyway. It, yeah. <laughs> oh dear. So there we are, everybody. There we are. So I think that just. Uh, oh, anything else to say, Paul? Before we sort no, of close no, this. That's it. I think. That's it. Good. Good. Excellent. Well, so that is the end of episode 400. But sort of. Sort of seeing uh, to lead us into the, our next four hundred, uh, next four hundred episodes. But that that's that's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's uh, wishful thinking on my part. But you never know, you never know. Um, but our next episode is going to be the last of our interviews uh, that were conducted, especially for us by John Michael Lindsay at the um, Science of the Tunnels exhibition way back in two thousand sixteen. It's taken a long time to uh, for us to bring this to, because I think because. I think John Mark had a bit of a house move in between and they got lost and he finally found them and, and sent them across to us. So we've, we've, that's how we've never been able to bring them to you six years late. 
Yes. But I hope you've enjoyed them anyway. Uh, but so they were recorded especially for us as well. So they are they have been exclusives to this to this podcast. So um so next episode will be the will be the last one, and that is with Sylvester McCoy. So uh, hopefully that you'll uh, you, I hope you've been enjoyed listening to the Peter Davison, Sophie Aldrin and Katie Manning interviews. Um so, so this is the last one with uh, another doctor. So there we are. It's um we 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 finally got some doctors interviewed in our podcast, but we just weren't there to do it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the restraining order stops us, doesn't it? <laughs> oh, there we are, there we are. So what um, What are we going to do next, Paul, when we return? Uh, which probably won't be until July, will it? Um, should we, 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 it's obviously going to be a big finish, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and I think that may have to be news to be followed on that one. Uh, it will be, it will be. We're not entirely sure what we're going to do yet, but, um, but hopefully we'll, we'll get Scott back on um, in between then as well. Um, as, as I said, we, we've been almost been back to doing a weekly podcast because um, we've had quite a bit of content to put out, um, but that might tail off again. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we did it. So it hasn't, to be honest, it hasn't been that much of a struggle, Paul, if I'm honest, but a lot of it's been pre-recorded, yeah, these interviews. Actually, yeah, I've coped fine. <laughs> Oh, I know you have, you son. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, so I think when, when Paul and I return, it will be a big finish. I think when um, I think when Scott comes back, uh, I think we'll probably do another little commentary again, actually. But uh, we'll, we'll see what... Uh, I think he wants to do a, 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 a post-2005 Doctor next. So we'll, we'll see what we, can, uh, what we can come up with. But anyway, um, that's it for this episode. So until next time, everybody, it is goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. If you don't want to miss the show, please don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. And if you get time, please also give us a review. You can also listen to our podcast via our website, which you can find at www.whos-he-podcast.co.uk. And you can also listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Player FM, and TuneIn. If you'd like to leave us some feedback about the show, please visit us on our Twitter account, which is who's underscore he underscore podcast. And can also find us on Facebook, just looking up the Who's He Podcast Facebook group. 